In the beginning of Parsha's Dvorim, it says, Eila Dvorim, these are the words that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to the Yidin, Be'ever Yardain, across the Yardain. It mentions Bamidbor, in the Midbor, in the desert, Barava, in the plains, opposite of Suf, between Poron and Teufel, Lovon, Chatseiros, and Dizov. Rashi explains that what's going on in this posse is that Moshe Rabbeinu is actually rebuking the Yidin for various different Averis that they did in some of these places. These places are hinting to different Averis that they did there. And finally, on the last words of the Pasuk, Vidizov, Rashi says that Moshe Rabbeinu is rebuking them for the eagle, for the golden calf that they made, because of all of the gold that they had. Bishvil, because of the gold that they had. And Rashi brings a Pasuk that says, the Kesef that I gave them so much silver and so much gold, Hashem says, and yet, what do they use it for? They go ahead and make an avoid for it. Now, it seems clear that Rashi is not saying that the words Dizov is a name of a place, as some of the other and previous words of the Pasuk. Rather, Rashi is saying Dizov just simply means because of all of the gold that they had, they made the golden calf. The question is why? Why can't we say that Dizov is also a name of a place? This is the place where the eagle was done, and it would be so called because of the golden calf that they made there. Why can't we say that Dizov then fits in with most of the other words in the Pasuk that are, that's also a name of a place? Another question that Rebbe has is that this same idea that the Yidden served the golden calf as a result of having plenty of gold is something that Rashi said already in Pasha's Kisiso. When Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to gain forgiveness for the Bnei Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem that the Yidin sinned a very, very terrible sin and they made this golden calf. Rashi says over there on those words, they made Elikezov. Rashi says, you Hashem caused them to do the sin because you gave them so much gold. The question is, if Rashi needs a proof for the idea that as a result of having lots of silver or gold, Yidin do Averois, and that's why Rashi brings a Pasuk for it in our Parsha, this Pasuk mentioned before, that the Kesev Zavir Beisolem, you gave them so much silver and gold, why didn't Rashi bring that Pasuk back in Parsha's Kisiso? In order to explain this, the Rebbe says, let's try to understand what's happening in Parsha's Kisiso. Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to gain forgiveness for the Bnei Yisroel. If that's the case, why is he suddenly trying to say, oh, they sinned such a big sin, and they made Elikezov, they made Avodizor out of gold. Now, please, Hashem, forgive them. Seemingly, this doesn't fit with the end of what Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to do. If he's trying to gain forgiveness, why is he seemingly focusing on the Avedu that they did? So Rashi explains, Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to minimize their Avedu by saying, you, Hashem, caused them to sin by giving them so much gold. If that's the case, says the Rebbe, we can understand why Rashi over there does not bring that posseg that emphasizes the idea that Hashem gives Yidin so much silver and gold and they do Averis with it, because that's a posseg that is highlighting the seriousness of the Avera. Whereas the Rashi in Parshish Kisiso is saying that what Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to do is trying to minimize the severity of the Aveira saying, look Hashem, you gave them so much gold, what should have they done in order not to sin?
You spoil them in a certain sense. Whereas in our pasuk, where Rashi is telling us that Moshe Rabbeinu is clearly rebuking the Yidden for the golden calf that they made, we can understand why Rashi would bring that pasuk that says, "Look, you, Hashem says, I give you so much silver and gold, and yet you make avoid desirous out of it, etc." Says the Rebbe. Now we could also understand why we wouldn't say that Dizav is a name of a place, because Dizav, the fact that there is plenty of gold is again, either in Parshas Kisisa, minimizing the Aveira, trying to say why the Aveira is not so much the fault of the Yidden, or in our Parsha would be increasing the seriousness of the Aveira, look what they did with the gold, but in both cases, it's not about the golden calf itself. The Dizov itself, those words Dizov, wouldn't emphasize the Aveira of the golden calf. It's only a side point which either again increases or decreases the seriousness of the Aveira. This is why Rashi does not learn that Dizov is a name of a place because you wouldn't call a place based just on a side little point of what the main Aveira is, which is actually the eagle itself. However, the question that Rebbe has is, if that's the case, why does Rashi say in our Pasuk on Dizov, Rashi should have said, that this is a hint to the calf that they made out of the gold, because they had lots of gold, it's caused them to do an Aveira, as said before. But why does Rashi say, it's Bishvil Roivazov, because they had so much gold, that's what caused them to do the Aveira, which still makes it sound in some way that we're trying to decrease the seriousness of the Aveira. Rashi could have just said simply, Dizov means, it's a hint to the gold, that happened with, when hinting to the Aveira of the golden calf that took place. Why is Rashi seemingly again emphasizing the idea that it's because they had so much gold? Says the Rebbe, as mentioned earlier, the Torah over here is mentioning different Averis that the Yidden had done. But out of respect for the Yidden, out of honor to the Yidden, Moshe Rabbeinu is not saying the Averis in a direct way, Rather, he's only hinting to them by mentioning either names of places or some other words that could be a little bit of a hint. In other words, we had, Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to show honor and respect for the Yidden. Based on this, says the Rebbe, not only is he showing respect by not mentioning the Averis directly, but really even within the Averis itself, he's trying to in some way honor the Yidden, give them the benefit of the doubt, try to find some limutzchus defending the Yidden as well. And this is why on these words, Dizov, Rashi says it's because they had so much gold, meaning to say that they're not so much at fault. It's because you spoiled them with so much gold. Based on this idea, then the words Dizov, there's also a hint in addition to the rebuke, also for some way defending the Eden. The Rebbe says we can now explain the rest of the Pasuk and what Rashi says in a similar way, that even although each one of the words of the Pasuk is a rebuke, Nevertheless, within each one of them, there's something being said nice about the Eden as well in defending them. And the Rebbe goes in order to the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Bamidbar was in the desert. Rashi says it was because of the fact that the Eden made Hashem angry in the Midbar. The Rebbe says, why is this hinted in the word Bamidbar? Why don't we actually give the specific location within the Midbar? Midbar is a vast place. There were 40 years in the Midbar. So the Rebbe says, because the idea is, that it's the general concept that they were in a midbar, in a place of no food and no water, a place of snakes and scorpions. This is what got the Yidden 
to complain and say to Hashem, why didn't you just kill us, etc. Meaning it was because they were in such a terrible place called a Midbar. Similarly, says the Rebbe, the next word in the Pesach says, Ba'arava. What does Ba'arava refer to? Rashi says this is the sin of the Baal Pa'oyer. The time that the Yidin sinned with the Aveir of Baal Poir, following also sinning with the Benois Moyov in acting in an immoral way with the daughters of Moyov. And the Rebbe explains that what's being hinted over here is where did this all start from? We know that Moyov is the son of one of the daughters of Lloyd. She called him Moyov based on the story of when she acted in a sinful way with her father and wasn't even embarrassed about this. She called her son Moyov, this is from my father. And these people of Moyov, Hashem actually says to Moshe Rabbeinu that the Yidin are going to be allowed to fight with them and to cause them pain and so on. Why? What's it their fault that they had an ancestor with, with, that acted in such a way? It's because they too acted in such a terribly moral way. This is what Moshe Rabbeinu is hinting to. It's not the Yidin's fault. They came to a place that's filled with princes, that's filled with immodesty. This is what caused them to do the Avera. The Pasuk then goes on to say, Moyel Suf opposite the Yamsuf. And this is when again the Yidin complained, wasn't there enough graves in Mitzrayim? And when they're leaving the Yamsuf, they're complaining and rebelling. But here again, Moshe Rabbeinu is hinting to a Limutzchus. The Yam, what's the Yam? This is a place that the Yidin were in big trouble. They suddenly see the big sea in front of them with no way out. Egyptians behind them, a sea in front of them. We can understand why they're acting in a particular way. So to when they're leaving the Yamsuf, they're commanded by Hashem to go and take all the spoils. And suddenly they don't want to leave from there. Of course we understand the situation. Hashem himself, in a sense, put them in that, into that situation. How can you blame them? The Pasa goes on to say, Bain Poron. Rashi explains, this is, happened, this is referring to the story of the Meraglim. But Rashi says, the Aveira that happened, Al Yidei HaMeraglim, through the Meraglim. Indicating that what? Again, that it's not the Yidin's fault, the Meraglim are the ones that caused all the Yidin to sin. But it's not the Yidin's fault. Then the Pasuk says, Rashi explains, this is when they were complaining about the mon that was white. What's, signif- what's symbolized in this idea of the whiteness? White represents something that doesn't have much of a definition. It's not very tangible. You can't see it so clearly, etc. Meaning to say that they didn't have such deep pleasure from the mon and we can understand why they would complain about it. And finally, the last thing is Vachatseiroi, Rashi says, this is the Machloikas that was caused by Koirach. Again, what's the idea, the Machloikas of Koirach, indicating the same idea that it's not the Yidin's fault, this was all Koirach's fault, he got the Yidin all um, upset, etc., but it wasn't the Yidin's fault. In other words, in each one of these things, although Moshe Rabbeinu is rebuking the Yidin, at the same time he's also hinting to a Limutzchus. The Rebbe says, Parshas Dvarim, we always read just before Tishabov or even on Tishabov itself in some years. So here too we have a hint to the whole concept of the Golos and the Bein HaMetzorim. That although on the one hand, yes, it's a time of rebuke, it's a time of mourning, etc. But yet we're always looking out for the glory of the Yidden, for the honor of the Yidden and so on. In each one of these things, it's ultimately for the greatest Aliyah, for the greatest ascent. The Rebbe says, this is hinted in the words that we read in the beginning of Eicha, Eicha, Yoshva, Bodod. On the one hand, it's a negative, Yidin sitting all alone by themselves, but really it's hinting to a great mile, to a great thing about the Yidin, that the Yidin are unique, alone, and never mixing with the nations of the world, and that itself brings about, there will be Zoycha to the ultimate honor of the Yidin, with the third base Amigdash that's going to be revealed and built immediately now.